This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Scales and Tails, your favorite swimbait-related podcast and swimbait content. Today, I'm joined by uh, the famous TikTok swimbait fisherman. I'm joined by Marshall, more commonly known as the homeless fisherman, who currently is a resident in Austin, Texas for the time being until uh, until he kicks off the second country tour of this uh, of, of his adventure, I guess. Um, so I, I, I've known of Marshall for a couple years now, but I don't really know his backstory. So I'm going to let him get started on that. And then wherever the conversation flows, that's where we end up. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm happy to be on. Uh, I'm Marshall, the homeless fisherman. As most people would know, I got to I kind of like to travel and just live life the way I want to live it at this point. <laughs> uh, I'm going on a pretty big adventure this summer. Uh, Ten days, I'm heading out. And I'm going to be exploring like the whole West Coast. I'm going to go through New Mexico, Arizona, California, and then kind of end the trip in like Minnesota and just kind of explore that whole Western side of the United States, fishing and recording all that along. So you can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all that. So uh, before 20, 20, 20, 15, 20 years ago, what were you doing before uh, before you were traveling the country, living the well, nomad lifestyle and fishing? <laughs> well, a lot of people don't know, but I'm I'm 20 years old, so I really oh, haven't you're had my age, dude. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were older than me. <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, everybody thinks so. Everybody's always like, dude, are you are you like you're like 30? I thought you were like 32. 30. I didn't think you were I, 30. I thought you were yeah. like maybe 22, 24. <laughs> I had I had a game warden one time that literally was like, "There's no way you're under 30." I was like, oh my god, dude, like calm down. That that was back when I had like a goatee and shit like that. So but no, dude, I'm only twenty. Um, so I just got out of high school like two years ago, you know. Um and basically like just kind of the story, like I was like legit like last last year, twenty twenty one, spring of twenty twenty one, I was like pretty legit like homeless, like no joke. Like and a lot of people don't really like they just kinda like, Oh yeah, his name's like the homeless fisherman, it's funny. <laughs> no, 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 it like, wasn't that funny at first. It was like, it was just a lot of stuff at home, you know, and just the way things ended up, I was like, like, just in kind of a bad spot, honestly. And, right. Um, fishing was always like, always something that I've done since I was like little bitty. I remember like way back when, uh, just like my dad owned a bar on a lake and I just remember like, we used to go out and catch like snakes and lizards and he would take me out to the nature center and we would go look for animals and I just remember wanting to like like see and like hold fish and I would go down to the dock and like see people catching fish and be like that's like the cool like can I hold it like that's the coolest thing ever and I was like seven <laughs> and I was like dad you got to take me fishing like I just want to go fishing I don't know it was like a weird like innate sense right and then he took me like bluegill fishing on the dock and that was just kind of it like I had been fishing I've been fishing like I, god at least like 200 days every year since like i mean a lot like as much as i physically possibly can um luckily down here in texas we got open water all year round so it's like pretty nice and accessible um but basically you know just i've been fishing swim baits for probably like five years now five or six years um never like 
I, I kind of got into like super deep trophy hunting in a little bit, but honestly, like I fish more for just the fun. <laughs> I'm not like super right. worried about like, I don't really have much to prove. I just really like the bite, you know, it's just something nice to get out and do. Um, no, yeah, I'm not, not chasing a big one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not going to pass up the opportunity to go look for a big one, but at the same time, like if I don't catch a 10 pounder, like whatever, I'm not going to cry about it. You know what I mean? There's no point in crying about that. Um, but 2020, uh, you know, COVID hit, everybody was, uh, I got out of high school that year. So basically like the end of my senior year, um, was like homeschool and stuff like that for COVID. And it was just kind of a crazy time. But uh, the fishing was really good. It was really good that time because we were just not in school and just running around and fishing and stuff. Right. And then got out of that, got a job, first thing out of high school, was working at Lowe's. And I just like worked my ass off at Lowe's in the garden center. I remember that. That was a, that was a son of a gun, like 40, 50 hours a week. And just like, you know, tough labor. A lot of people wouldn't know, but like, dude, throwing mulch and rocks and bricks and stuff oh, in the dude, back of yeah. people's trucks all day. Honestly, tough yeah. work. In Texas. But, yeah. Yeah. In the middle of the summer, all the summer, like right. dude, 110 <laughs> degrees. It didn't matter what you're out there slinging. You know what I mean? And right. then most of the shifts would end up being honestly like two to two, like 2 PM to 2 AM. I would close mm -hmm. and the clothes just took forever because in the springtime it was just so trashed. Like people just coming in there, like destroying all the mulch bags and shit. But anyway, you know, like I just worked so hard that I just kind of like, was burned out on a lot of things and like i said just kind of don't get like super detailed on it honestly because right now it's like still a little fresh eventually i will but like dude 2021 <laughs> i was like legit i was homeless i was like out of like work i was like i lived in my truck like honest to god and i was like sleeping in the cab and shit and just like sulking around i was in florida i like drove to florida i like went all the yeah, way to florida I think I remember that. Like, and i like just kind of tiktok right yeah, yeah, and then I started my TikTok kind of. I I'd I'd had the TikTok for a while, but I hadn't really like focused on it until I was like in yeah. Florida because I was literally like in Florida and I was like, dude, what am I gonna like do with my life right now? Like I'm literally like I had like a a bass guitar and like a little amp and I would go and I'd like play music for people on the street and that's how I'd get like gas and food money and that's like it. That's it. I would just sit there yeah. and do that and I'd go around and fish. And I was like, dude, what? Like, what am I going to do? And I'm I'm not one to, like, give up, you know what I mean? So I was just like, well, I've been wanting to make a living in the fishing industry for a long time. That's always been a dream. And I'm like, well, let's just, like, turn this into something cool. You know what I mean? Like, we could just turn it yeah. around. And I was like, well, fucking here. I'm, like, the homeless fisherman now. I'm just, like, fishing out here. And I, would, and I started, like, recording more as, like, a more as like a diary to myself, like a video diary, you know what I mean? Just kind of like keep myself like talking and like sane, honestly, <laughs> just at the point where I'm like, uh, just kind of, it was nice to like have my thoughts like recorded. And so I'd like record these little day videos and I would talk over them and just explain what I was doing. And, um, and then, you know, I went up to Minnesota to meet with Kyle cause he had sent me a bait prior and we kind of talked a little bit and, and I was like, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make the trek up there. Like I've been, I had a little bit of money and I went all the way up there and Kyle and I fished a day and, uh, he invited me to stay the night. And then like, ever since then, we've been like best friends. Um, he really, he really taught me a lot and, uh, showed me kind of the way, you know, being like a businessman and everything, like turning, turning like a, a shitty situation into like something cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. And I am still currently like homeless. 
Um, I haven't I like owned a house or anything or an apartment. <laughs> like I haven't paid rent. Um, I want to thank my friends in Austin here for like holding me up this winter a little bit when it got real cold. Um, but yeah, that's like that's the start kind of. <laughs> Damn. You know? So like the TikTok stuff, uh, I remember like your voiceovers and everything. And it's like that, like, I, I don't really remember because I never paid attention, obviously, like to your followers and stuff. Did that take off right away or was it kind of like a slow, slow increase? Or did you just wake up one morning and had like 5,000 followers the next week you had 15,000? You're like, okay, like this is something that I necessarily can't. It's like not sustainable, but like I can. I can live off this for now and hopefully kind of make it a little bit bigger as I, as I keep fishing. Honestly, like I, as soon as I got to like Florida and started filming those, like it took off pretty quick. Like people just like hearing about like the situation and being like, damn, who is this guy? Like, and I never try. And I, in the videos, I never tried to be like, I don't like to sulk and, and, you know, like ask for money and shit like that. Mm -hmm. But people just kept being like, dude, you got to put up like a Venmo. You got to like, get donations and like finally enough i was like okay like I, I guess like you know i didn't really want any of it like it was just kind of like me chilling and like making videos like i said it was more for me but they kind yeah. of blew up and like to the point where i could get like i could probably get like a solid like every week i was getting like like 200 to 500 thousand views honestly um, Damn. like most videos were doing like really well like so every week i was just like pulling in these views and not gonna lie tiktok like doesn't pay shit Oh, like I know. View, yeah. view wise, they don't pay anything. Um, at the most, at the absolute most, I was making like you know, I don't, I don't even know. Not it was, it wasn't minimum wage. <laughs> I know that. I right. know that. That's like, I have, uh, I think like twenty eight thousand followers, and I had a few videos with like a million views, and everybody's like, "How much did you get paid?" And I'm like, "I honestly, I've heard that it's so like little that it's, it's more of a hassle to set up than it is to." make your five dollars off a video with a million views i'm like i Seriously, i don't need dude. this money and i i just do this for fun like there's no point in me going through the hassle to get this money yeah honestly and i'll be i'll be like like straight up um i don't like to like i'm not really scared to talk about like the money i make and shit but like i posted a video like last august and it got three million three something million but i quite literally made a little under 200 dollars from that video Right, it's which is crazy. like in the world of like viral videos and shit, like on YouTube, dude, you would have made yeah. so much money off that YouTube video. Was like YouTube it's just, would have been like five grand. <laughs> oh yeah, literally, it's just it's not fair. You know what I mean? And like, uh, yeah, two hundred dollars is nice, I guess, but like, <laughs> that's a fraction of what they're getting from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and it's it's crazy just because like uh, TikTok, there's so many videos that like get that many views, and so like I can see why they don't necessarily can pay out such a huge amount, but it's still crazy that like, I don't know that it's that little for three, 3 million views. Like it's wild. Yeah. So uh, what it is, it actually is um, the creator fund is different yeah. than the, the, uh, the YouTube like ad rev, like right. the creator fund is like this big pool and it's like, it's like $1 billion or something like that. I don't know what it is exactly, but they have like a big pool of money and they're like, and it sounds pretty good. Cause you're like, damn, that's a billion dollars. Like, and every day it's like split up between the creators and all the views and shit. Well, what happens is that like my job, what I'm getting paid for is to bring more people to the platform. You know, that's what every influencer is paid to do. Um, get views and bring people to the platform and then sell products. Like that's the thing. Um, but as the platform grows, 
I get paid less because the money yeah. pool doesn't change. It's, it's yeah. stagnant. So there's like eventually something will have to like pop. You know what I mean? And something will, mm -hmm. you know, people will either stop using it because they're not getting paid enough. No one's getting paid. So they're, so they're not going to have any influencers or they'll have to turn it back around and go, okay, well, we have to redesign the system because it's not working, you know? But most of my, most of my TikTok, like, honestly, the, the people that were donating, like, to my Venmo and shit, and, like, helping me pay for gas and stuff, was, it was pretty amazing. Like, some of the amounts that I received, I was like, just like, it was just so generous. Like, I literally can't thank everybody enough who helped me out during those times, you know? It was, like, super dope. I had, like, a little cooler, a little Yeti cooler that I, like, wrote everybody's name on. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was writing everybody's name on it. And I, like, I got to the point where I, like, had so many, I like, couldn't do it. <laughs> I was like, so. um. Yeah. So when you when you first started, did you have the paddleboard, the the blow up turquoise paddleboard that everybody knows, or was that kind of um, through donations and everything that you were able to buy that and kind of broaden your your uh, fishing uh, endeavors? I guess. <clears throat> well, when I left home, um, I literally had to pack everything I owned into my pickup truck, and I just couldn't like bring my kayak. You know, it just wasn't yeah. a thing. Like I just couldn't bring it. I was like, well, shit, I'm not going to not bring my fishing supplies. So I guess I'm going to bring this goofy paddleboard that I've taken out like two times. <laughs> and literally fishing off of it has like changed my whole game, honestly. Um, it's just something's like, it's just a lot different. And it takes a lot of like, you just got to calm down. You know what I mean? It's kind of like fly fishing. Yeah. Where, like if you get frustrated easily, it's probably not your thing. You just got to like sit down, breathe. And once you breathe and you can slow down and learn to like, work with the paddleboard instead of like trying to work you know work it like a bass boat because it's not going to do what a trolling motor will do obviously you know what i mean yeah but i can like drop my legs in the water and like kick around and turn my nose and it can really honestly like in a windy situation i would absolutely choose an inflatable board over a kayak like no doubt you know what i mean it's just like the control i have on the paddleboard right now like at least at least my control is way better than it would be on a kayak right um, and yeah it is kind of a summertime thing but i don't really like to fish that much in the wintertime anyway like i do but it's just cold i'm just yeah, <laughs> I'm not, for sure i'm a um, texas boy i'm not built for that you know yeah right so when you i mean from everything i've seen like in the last couple of weeks do you only have two rods that you really primarily fish with your slim bait rod and then your uh, what is it, the Leviathan like jig rod you have? So for the longest time, I literally only had two rods. I, I quite literally had two rods. I had a swim bait, medium, heavy, Omega, and then I had that custom uh, jig rod that Eric made for Dude, me. That medium and, heavy is so legit. I have one and I love it. My favorite rod. It's literally, it's literally my favorite rod that I own. It's, uh, I, I, I don't know if I can say that actually. I've got a lot of cool rods, but that <laughs> one is like definitely my most trusty. It has done, it has caught me more big fish and just landed me more fish and like done, more, it's gone everywhere with me. That, that that thing is awesome. I And a lot of people like think I'm crazy when I say I throw like, like I'll throw like a Hinkle Shad on it, like six ounce, seven ounce baits. And they're like, yeah. what? But like, dude, I'm telling you, when you hook up with a fish with that thing, they just can't come unpinned. You know, it's right. like, and especially on the paddleboard, like you need that flexibility because fish pull you around. And if you have yeah. a super stiff rod, they're gonna like unflex your rod and then you're gonna lose tension and you lose the fish you know especially yeah, double baits. I've, I've caught all my fish this year on that medium heavy omega and i mean uh tk and baby paperweight and 
they both only had one hook in both uh, both my bigger pike this year and i mean uh i i didn't i was the first one i was nervous because that was the first big fish i caught on it and i was like okay like hopefully hopefully it doesn't spit this hook but i was like the second one i was like this thing has is like so parabolic it like loads up so well that i'm, I'm not even worried i just reeled that one right in i was like this thing is badass <laughs> yeah dude yeah you know honestly and what wait till you feel the uh the omega finesse rod the new one that's even lighter oh, i know and like chugging a tk on that thing dude it's just like you can't lose a fish i mean it, it feel at first you're like wow this is like this feels funny but then you start hooking up and you're like damn i get it now it just folds over into the blank and that's like that's the main like key there is like the rod yeah. folds over so even on my soft baits dude like battle shad i'll throw it on the medium mm -hmm. heavy <laughs> like i don't care you know it's like real set yeah i have I, i'm a i'm a big fan of the parabolic rods like i have a 610 4 jerk bait rod and that thing i can fish literally anything on it i can cast a weightless sink 100 yards and um I had other brand swim bait rods that I liked. Um, I'd only ever known heavy swim bait rods. And when I picked this one up for my buddy, this Omega, and he gave it, or I bought it from him, he handed it to me and I said, holy shit. I was like, this is like nothing I've gotten to fish before. Like this thing is badass. I'm going to catch a lot of fish on this thing. And uh, I haven't gotten to really bass fish with it, but I've caught a lot of big pike on it. And I'm like, damn, like this thing is going to absolutely stick some fish this summer. I'm so yeah. excited to use it. <clears throat> It's it's an insane rod, honestly. And I, I love noodle rods. Everybody knows that I love noodle rods. Like, I just, they need to be super, they need to be literally like a pool noodle for me. Like, I just right. love them. Like, a lot of people don't know, but this jig rod that I use all the time is actually a medium action. It's a medium fast. And Damn. it's practically what most people would use for a crankbait. And I just, I yeah. love that thing, dude. Like, I'll use it with whatever. And then, like, the, the extra heavy, which is the one I just got in the arsenal for the mob walker and, like, the king shot. Uh -huh. That thing's insane too, because it's got the same. It folds over just as much, but it's like powerful enough to throw, you know, like nine ounces. It's insane. Yeah, it's and I bet you it catapults those nine ounce baits. It just oh yeah, oh yeah. The the yeah. mob has been sent many times on this rod now. But I uh I have a stiffer eight to sixteen ounce rod, and like uh it it'll cast my Hinkle Trout and my double uh, TK and K nine rig. But it's like it's like it's a broomstick, honestly. It's a it's a straight yeah. up production rod, and I'm like, man, like I need to get a custom production rod at least, and I bet you I can whip these things. So that's what I'm looking at right now. <clears throat> the extra heavy is really dope, and then the double X Dragon, the the really big one. Uh -huh. um, that's that's a big rod. That's a, honestly just like at the moment, I don't have any baits that are that big. Like right. the biggest bait I have right now is is literally like the Mob Walker and the King Shad, and that's it. Like. That's as big as I go. I mean, like, and those are pretty big baits, but uh, maybe in the future I'll get a chaser or whatever. <laughs> Frenzy, <laughs> throw those around, yeah, get it the way. That new depths bait, the glide bait they made. Yeah, the get a get a cookie yeah. or whatever yeah. it's called. That thing's dope. I want that. It's like a 14 inch. Sick. But. Yeah, Um. <clears throat> so obviously you've mentioned it before. You and Kyle from Throwbacks are like super tight. So you got you're gonna you were up there and stayed with him for a little while the first time you went up there, right? Yeah, so I stayed with him for uh, like a month. Uh, he actually just like like I just he I stayed that first night and he just was kind of you know being nice and then I talked to his whole family and stuff like that and uh, 
he was just like, yeah, you want to stay again? And I was like, yeah. And he just, it was like, just, okay, well, I'm staying the whole month now. And like, right. so I stayed the whole month and they actually like put a little mattress down in the basement and uh, they just call it like Marshall's room now. It's pretty dope. <laughs> pretty dope. So I'm going to have that uh, when I get back up there. But I've slept uh, really, really well in that basement because it's like, it's like cold in the basement. Oh, even in the summertime. Yeah. Dude, those, those northern basements, they're like just cold. And I had this big, like weighted blanket that I would sleep on, oh. and just like, oh, God, dude, it would knock me out, and I would wake up at like three in the afternoon. I'd be like, "Where? What planet am I on, dude? Like, where?" where? <laughs> it was awesome. So, dude. was that was fishing up in Minnesota on? Uh, I think what was uh, Kyle was calling them like the farm farm lakes and stuff. Was that mm-hmm. obviously that was a big change from fishing like your your rivers and lake down in Austin? I'm sure, kind of a not kind of a culture shock, I would think, for somebody from Texas like you are. Dude, honestly, Minnesota was more Florida than I thought really? Florida was going to be. It was insane, dude. It's all grass and lily pads. Like, and there's a ton of, like, I have so many videos from Minnesota where I'm, like, burning a little five-inch paddle tail over the top of the pads and they just blow out of the water for it, flying and backflipping and, like, Man. Florida Florida shit, like, honestly. And yeah. I'm just, like, it, it was completely different. Like, I really kind of went up there expecting, like, smallies and really clear water and you know what i mean and then right. yeah that's up there but a lot of the lakes are just they have really good largey fishing like i i was lucky enough to catch two fish over five pounds when i was up there and i was like i caught one that was like i think it was like 513 or 58 or something like that and everybody was like no you didn't he didn't and i was like yeah dude look i got a picture of it and i didn't really like I don't know, at the time i didn't realize like how big it was like for right yeah minnesota but then i realized like the the record there in minnesota was like nine like pounds. pounds or something yeah, yeah. it's like like little video i was like damn <laughs> like i was pretty close to that <laughs> like two pounds um, off so did you go up there and did were you helping kyle make baits like once once you got familiar with everything were you like hey like i'll, I'll come in the shop and help you make baits if you want me to Dude, that's 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 funny because i did i, I helped like... i helped with hardware and like uh, line ties and like hooks and all that uh, but when it came to like actually pouring a bait, I like literally could not do it. I, I just, I have a couple, I'm pretty sure he still has them somewhere or maybe he threw them away, but they're just like half, half baits. Cause when you pour the resin into the mold, right. And this is where I struggled, like pouring the resin, you have to like put the powder in, like put the yeah. stuff in and like mix free, it up free powder. and then it becomes into this like little mix. And then you have to pour it down the hole of this mold and you have oh, to pour it like just fast enough so it doesn't harden up in the bottom, but just slow enough so it doesn't harden up in the top of the hole. And it, you, it needs, you need such a steady hand. And I've literally tried like four or five times, and I, just, I couldn't do it. Like, I just could not like <laughs> hold still enough and like have it steady. And I, I don't know, dude. It, it just like, and people like wonder why the baits cost so much. And I'm like, dude, I right. literally went up there and tried to make one, like tried with all my might, and I just like it's not it's not for me like i can't do it you know what i mean kyle's like super ocd and super good with that shit so he <laughs> you know he knocks it out but i i just didn't get it but i did help with putting split rings on and all that like all the, all the little other shit that's pretty easy for yeah my brain to understand <laughs> when you were up there did he have the flea shad is that was that even a thought at that point in time or no no we he he had tried a uh he had tried like a swimmer with his og model and it just like didn't work at all because the OG model is a little fatter, um, yeah. and then 
forgot what we were talking about it, but he was like, you know, what? I think I'm gonna like try it again with the new row mold. Like maybe it'll work, and it just worked out perfectly. And he was like, oh, dope. Here you go. Here's a here's a police ad. I was like, sick. He literally went out and stuck a four pound smallie on it, and then sent me a photo. He's like, yep, it swims real good. Here you go. And he yeah. sent it to me. I was like, oh, okay, sick. So I have this that same one that I caught that fish on the other day is the same one that caught the four pound smallie up in. Dude. That uh, that cast that you had, that thing came out of the water with it. That was that was freaking crazy to watch. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was just, like burning the snot out of that thing. And that's honestly, I fished like uh, the bull shad and like the bollum. The bollum is one of my favorite baits of all time. Just super right. fast and like the TK with the transfer tail. That one too is really dope. Oh, just I those, just bur- those. those burning style baits, dude. You can literally reel them as fast as you can. And you can't keep them away from bass. Like, they will shoot up after it. And, like, I don't even know, dude. Like, it's insane. I've seen some crazy things with the bottom. And now with the flea shad, like, dude, I was literally top speed reeling that thing as fast as I could. And it just came up and, like, stopped it. You know, there was no there was no pause or anything. It was just me straight burning it, you know. What reel are you using? Like, what gear ratio? So, I have a uh, Calcutta Conquest 200. And it's a 6.8 to 1. It's, like, the high gear one. Right, uh, it's almost a seven to one, something like that. I'd probably recommend a seven to one, but all I have is like six to eight, so I'm like, I'm fine with that. It works. It works good for me, honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't know mu- any 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 faster than that, and then it's just like I don't know, not really. You know, you don't need you don't need eight one eight one reel just to fish that bait. You know. Yeah. Um. So I've never gotten to experience uh, a, the burning, the burning a bait bite, but like. There was, um, I'm sure people who listen to this will know the guy. There was a meme page that posted something about, like, bullshit and saying that the burning bait, like, burning baits doesn't really work. Dude, no, no. I I, I saw exactly that post you were talking about. Swimming yeah. Knees. It was, like, it was like the dude, and he had his arm around the girl, and he's like, yeah, all my yeah. friends said the bait needs to burn. Like, like even though they don't catch fish either, but that's what they said. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny because do, people do like make a fuss about that and right. like think that it needs. And I'm not saying like every bait, like not every bait needs to burn. You know, it's just like not a thing. But like certain baits work really well when they're burned. Um, yeah, I've had, and like I said, it's more of like a spring, summer, fall thing, and not not in the winter time at all, really. But I've had some fish do some crazy things for burning baits, like just super fast. Uh, not not little bitty fish either, like you know, fish over six seven pounds. Uh, that and a lot of people don't think a ten pounder will eat, you know, the bottom or whatever. But I guarantee you, it will. <laughs> given wow. the right given the right circumstance. No, for sure. Are you fishing the bottom three hundred or two forty five? I fish both. Um, okay. I fish both, and I I really like both. It's just kind of like, you know, they're they're pretty similar. They're not very like. The profile is not much different. They're like practically yeah. the same bait. I just like the the two forty five because it's easier to cast. Honestly, uh, <laughs> it's just like easier that to put in the hole. Yeah, that was my like third or fourth swim bait was a Ballum three hundred. What did I trade it for? Uh, I think I traded it for a Depths one seventy five, and I got this thing. And like this was like I was like fresh into swim baits, and I got this thing, and I said, "Oh my gosh." I live in like northern northern lower peninsula of Michigan. Like, I've, the biggest fish I've caught is like a three pounder. What am I doing with this thing? And then um, I ended up selling it, which I'm not like terribly upset about. But then I was catching fish on like uh, uh, phonies and 
Hinkle Trouts, Depths 250s, and that sort of thing. And I'm like, man, like, I want to get another one because I, I moved two hours down south and I'm like, I know there's bigger fish here. Like, I want a 245 so bad because I think I could catch fish on it. <clears throat> Dude, I mean, might as well get a 300. Screw it, right? I mean, no, I know. That's I've, got, I've, got, I've got two pounders on the 300 and I've got seven pounders on the 300. Like, it's just, like, like I said, there is no. I don't know. I don't think the size difference between the 245 and the 300 is that much. No. Like, it's just not that. They're just, they're very slender and they just, they're so fast. They're not even, they're they just don't even really know what they're eating right. most of the time, you know? I've had, I've had bites on the ghost that were like massive fish just burning the snot out of it. And that, you know how big that bait is, you know what I mean? Like, I had little fish trying to eat that bait. Um, it's, it's like, Maybe not necessarily just a me thing, because I I know other people think this too. But like once you get once you get a ball on three hundred or even a depths two fifty, you're like a ghost. You like you pick up a nine inch shad bait and you're like this thing like is not really that big like relative <laughs> to what I've been fishing. This thing is like two vision one tens. Like I know a fish will eat this, and like it's crazy how much fishing a big bait and catching a fish, whether it be a two pounder or well, relative, like if you catch a small fish on a big bait, you're like, like, dude, like this, this, uh, this ball in 300 is gonna catch me a fish. If this, if I, or if I just caught a fish on this ball in 300, this phony glide, Hinkle Shad, uh, Gantrell, like this is definitely gonna catch me a fish. Like I'm not worried about it. And I don't know if that's like an everybody kind of mindset thing, or if that's just like me and a couple other guys. Because I got once I got back into swim bait fishing, I got a 250, and I was like this thing is not big at all. Like I thought this thing was a lot bigger. So then I sold it cause I wanted something else. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, dude, like the, the King shad and the, like after throwing the mob walker for like literally a month straight, like trying to get bit on it, I picked up the wake walker and I was like, Oh my God, this is yeah. like a Senko. Like it's the tiniest little thing ever, but I've always kind of just like, I don't know. I've seen bass eat like crazy things. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, I don't know, dude. They'll eat like just about anything. I've seen snakes with like, or, or bass with like snakes down their throat. You know what I mean? Right. Like where it's like an 18 inch snake and you're like, okay, yeah. swallow that. Like what's stopping you from eating this? Like I've thrown the, the 10 inch hut a lot. And like, there's a difference between like a big hard bait, like a 10 plus inch hard bait. And yeah. then like a 10 plus inch soft bait. Yeah. Like some people are like, Oh yeah, I'll throw the hard bait. But the soft bait's like too big. And I'm like, what yeah. do you mean? Like, I don't know. If you took the hooks off of your, giant hard bait i bet you they'd get it down their throat somehow like they would figure it out you know like it, it just gets stuck on the outside of their mouth like i've caught a lot of fish on the 10 inch hud and like it's literally i don't wait for the hook set or anything i'm reeling on the bottom and i feel the bite and i set the hook immediately and they literally have it like to the point where i have to pull the tail out of their throat you know what i mean like they just suck it up in one go it's insane yeah bass are literally one of the most absurd fish that i've ever seen like <laughs> and that's you know i fish for a lot and it's just like they continue to surprise me you know yeah it's um i don't know once you get in that mindset that like oh a two pound or just a xyz huge ass bait like why am i not buying some of these like i was really hooked on big baits for a long time and then this year i got that omega and i'm like like for the longest time, I was like, "TK is too tiny. Like I'm not fishing that. That's like a baby bait." And then I got one this year, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh! Like this thing is gonna be smallmouth candy. Like I've caught smallmouth on the 250. Like they are gonna absolutely obliterate this TK. It's half the size, and it's just like it's a jerk bait. It's pretty much all it is. Literally, yeah, literally, dude. So that perfect. thing is that thing is little bitty. 
I'm excited. To, I'm excited to come back to the smallies up there with like a new perspective on it because I'd never really fished for smallmouth until I got up there, and I fished for smallmouth, and it's literally the most fun thing I've ever done in my life. Like if if I if I lived up there, I would not fish for largemouth. I don't. <laughs> I would not. I would just go for smallies. Like I don't know. They're so much fun, but but they do. They just like. They're so aggressive. They will obliterate big baits too. Like people, I don't know. They have a little mouth, but they'll still go for it. And you'd be surprised what they oh, can like, fit in little mouthy. Anyway, you know. Yeah. Then the when those uh, swim bait Canada guys are catching them on, um, like K nines and stuff. It's like people um, down south. I'm like, do you guys not see these smallmouth eating these K nines? Like, there's people that are like, oh, are K nines too too big to fish <laughs> in this state? And I'm like. These like two pound smallmouth are fitting this up in British Columbia, uh, Canada. Yeah. Like, you're fine. Like you're gonna catch a fish on it. You just gotta work it right and put it in front of the right fish, and it's gonna eat I'll, it. A lot of things is just throwing the damn bait. To be honest, there's a right. lot of people who just and I'm not like trying to name call or anything, but dude, like instead of picking up the bait and flexing on your Instagram story and then throwing it for five minutes, like take it out for a whole day and throw it and really try and throw it and see what happens. And like I said, not every bait is going to work for you, but like, I promise you that like, if you spend enough time with the right, like big ass bait, you're going to see a lot of cool things. You know what I mean? It's not, and you know, whether that's a six pounder or a 10 pounder or 15 pounder or whatever, like it's just like, yeah. take it out there and fish it. Like, it's not, I don't know. Just don't it's like, like, you gotta, you gotta like just, dissipate that like uh that like fear of the bait being too big it's not a, it's literally not a thing anymore you know what i mean like no, people are catching big. people are catching fish on literally baits that are as long as my arm you know like my upper forearm like, like, <laughs> like and shit. yeah and like and you know and they're and they're just bass like and the, the i don't think the bass like anywhere else that are eating these baits are much different from the bass that live next to you you know what I mean? yeah they're a little different like just genetic wise but they're not gonna not pass up a bait like that you know yeah if uh if that fish is hungry it's gonna eat but like um guys obviously like i'm crazy to an extent like i i had a ghost i fished it uh quite a bit before i traded it um i fished the mother and the hinkle trout and stuff but like the depth or what is it the downs swimmer 400 like oh yeah like, that's like getting in the realm of like I like my shoulder too much and like yeah. I would fish it if I was capable, like if I had all the right stuff, but I'm not going to go buy it because it's a huge ass bait that I want to catch a fish on. Like I stay within yeah. my realm. Like I, I bought a Hinkle trout, didn't have a rod for it. And luckily shout out to Andrew. He took a while to get the bait. So I got to buy a rod and reel everything that I wanted. <laughs> and then I got the bait. And so like, like you were saying, like I posted pictures of it. My friends, my friends like knew what swim baits were, but they thought I was fucking crazy for buying like gantrells and stuff. So I come to baseball practice my senior year. I'm like, guess what I just bought, guys? They're like, what? I was like, I just bought a Hinkle trout. They're like, you're so full of shit. I'm like, no, I bought one. And um, I finally ended up getting it. Uh, it was like regionals of base, or no, it was like state semis of baseball. And my parents, um, it came in the mail, and I was on the bus to our game. And my parents were like, the only way you're getting this, getting this is if you win today. I'm like, shit. And so we ended up winning. So I ended up getting it. And um, we weren't allowed to ride ride with our parents back home. We were like three hours away. So I ended up riding the school bus, just like looking at this uh, Hinkle Trout the whole time. And uh, all my friends were like standing up in their seats. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that thing is huge. And at the time, I was like, 
damn, this is like decently big. It's bigger than a 250, which was the biggest bait I had at the time. But I'm like, I can catch a fish on this. But then it came to the point where it was like, okay, it's painted. I don't want to cast this thing because I just paid $200 for it. And it was probably like that for like a month and a half. I'd cast it a little bit around docks and stuff. I'd have followers. And then I woke up one morning and I was like, I, I watched that video from uh, Gilbert, the working class zero uh, working class zero video where he's like, consider it gone. And I was like, you know what? Like, screw it. If I lose this thing, I can always buy another one. And then like after that, I, I fished it religiously. There would be, there wouldn't be a day that I would go fishing and I wouldn't fish it for 30 30 minutes to an hour and then uh i got out of fishing i sold it and luckily the my friend i sold it to sold it back to me for the same price which was uh a steal in today's market and now i'm <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah i'm gonna fish the piss out of this thing like if i cast it off at least i was fishing it <clears throat> yeah no same here dude like i there's i don't know i haven't really had the only experience i had where i was like fuck maybe i should not fish this bait is when i painted <laughs> the the wakezilla wake walker i was like i literally thought about it i was like dude am i really gonna go out and fish this thing and i, I was like nah i'll nah, fuck it but, but like every other bay it's just like whatever you know what i mean like and if i take it out and fish it and i pay all this money for it and i don't catch a fish on it i'm selling it i'm getting rid of it you know what i mean like it's just if it's not catching fish it's honestly a waste of space for me you know, what yeah. I, mean? I don't have space to have a bait wall. I live in my car. <laughs> like, I have this box, and that's it. And, like, I have to, you know, I have to, like, conserve this room. So if this bait is not doing anything great for me, I'm getting rid of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, a couple, like, that was, when I bought that Hinkle Trout, that was, like, I was, like, hardcore into swim baits. Like, I was buying whatever the fuck I could. I had, I had a, a mother, a Hinkle Trout, uh, a phony shad, uh, like three depths, two fifties, and I bought like one of the first ghosts in the U.S. And I paid an absolute stupid amount for this ghost. I got <laughs> it, and I'm like, holy shit, this thing is crazy. First DRT bait I ever had. I ended up fishing it for one day, and I lost every single lip and tail I had for it because I didn't know how they clipped in there. <laughs> Whoa! Oh my god, dude. Yeah, and so uh, so I ended up fishing it for like two two weeks. I think I actually had one bill. I had like the minnow lip version of the ghost bill and then i had the like the the standard whale tail the stock tail yeah and i had i remember i had two fish one fish swiped at it right at my feet and like the water i fish is like super super clear and i freaked out and i like i pulled it right out of its mouth i'm like damn it and then the second fish hit it when i was like slow slow weight walking it back to me and i don't know how the fuck that fish didn't get hooked but i was like damn like this thing is huge i want to fish my hinkle trout but i only have one rod so i ended up i pretty much gave it away for free because i wasn't i wasn't gonna be able to get my money back and i just didn't really care so i gave it to a kid for pretty much free <laughs> yeah no i like honestly the ghost is like cool but I, all like the lips and tails and stuff i just want to have it on like one mode i don't know all the modes kind of like i'm just like i don't know if it fishes really good one way like I don't really know. I'd want to change it, so I just kind of had it. I guess it was like lip out with the, with the whale tail. I don't know. I just burned it on top. I didn't really care. <laughs> just like whatever. The big top water. The TK, like I, I only fish it dead water. Yeah, like dead walk. So standard or minnow lip, however deep you want to go. And then uh, the V tail. That's how I fished it for the last month. And I've caught a lot of fish on it because it's pretty much just a jerk bait, and that's all I really wanted to fish it like was a jerk bait because I knew that was going to catch me fish. <clears throat> the the TK is kind of dope with like 
for me, I, I've been throwing it like the, the transfer tail no lip, and then I would sometimes do like the minnow lip, like the super low diving one. Yeah, and like yeah. fish it really shallow in the rocks at night. But that was only too like. Honestly, I haven't thrown it in a minute. <laughs> I usually just give it to the lady and she throws it around. <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, oh, I was gonna say, I just got a transfer tail, and the videos I saw from it, like my buddy was like, "Hey, you should get one." Like I run them on all my K9s, and it's sweet. I'm like, okay. I I googled it, and I'm like, holy shit! Like that transfer tail is badass. But then I went to DRT USA, and I was like, holy shit! Like it's kind of like when you walk past like a candy store as a kid, and like you see the wall of candy, and you're like. <laughs> Like, I want everything. And that's, like, what I was like. I was like, I want the minnow lip. I want the standard lip. I want the deep diving lip. And I want all the tails. But I'm like, no. Like, I, I'm I'm only going to fish this bait one way. And at that at that point in time, I was like, am I just going to throw all this shit in my, like, 3,700 deep Plano box and lose half the shit? Or am I, am I going to have to put it in a Ziploc bag? But I bought one of those Swimbait Underground box, TK boxes. And honestly, it's, it's a lifesaver because I just throw it in my backpack and i have all my shit with me thankfully <clears throat> yeah i i just like put the lip in my pocket and pray i don't lose yeah. it <laughs> That's like, and if i lose if i lose it whatever fuck it i don't care you know like, like i said uh, <laughs> if i lose I, i'm not like worried about losing shit like if i just lose a bait like okay well that bait's gone like no 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 reason to cry about it you know what i mean yeah when um uh when you hung up or i don't remember how you said you lost it because i tagged you in something the other day on facebook when you lost was it the four by four that you had like the bite me and the dice and everything oh okay wait so that one that it's funny i had two different i had a i had a bullshad six inch which was the first one that i ever bought and that one had like well over a thousand fish on it and i also had a uh a wake shad but it was the og wake shad with the rattle in it it wasn't the four by four. It was the wake shad with the rattle, which he took out of the bait because he was like, "Oh, it's too hard to tune," so we took the rattle out because it's floater. I don't know, whatever. But I had that one with the rattle, and that thing was bomb. It was so awesome, and I caught so many fish on it. And I actually ended up, it quite literally disappeared. I mean, I I think I probably left it a ramp somewhere, but it's just gone. And I was like, okay, well, it's gone. I guess, like, I'm gonna fish this throwback only. <laughs> and then. Uh, and then the the bullshit, I actually casted it off. I was like so upset about that one. I was really upset about because that was like the first bait I bought, and then it was the first bait I caught like a substantial PB on. I caught like a six and a half pounder on it, and I was just like, holy shit! Like that was like first swim bait fish. I was just like, damn. Okay, well this works. <laughs> Continued to fish that yeah. bait for the next literally five years, and uh, catch fish on it. That was um. I, I, my first ever bait was a gantrell and I caught so many fish on it. And, um, one of my buddies is like, Hey, let me, let, let me fish it for a little while. So I'm like, okay, we're standing out on this deep, uh, this deep floating boat dock. And I'm like, okay, cast it parallel to the dock. And for some reason he winds up and he just fucking casts it to the middle of the lake. And about, uh, a quarter of the way through his cast, I like looked over and I saw the line wrapped around the tip. I'm like, ah, shit. And then all you hear is ding, and that thing just fucking takes off, <laughs> gone uh, forever. And I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. I was like, of course, that was the only time. That was like one of the only days I was fishing it with a uh, chin weight. So I was like, there's, I'm never. That thing's gone forever. Oh <laughs> yeah, so it like sunk all the way to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, some honestly, some baits are better at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when when you first got into swim baiting, what was like? 
uh so when i first got started i was fishing like a a 610 kevin van dam jerkbait rod with like a a silver max and i was fishing uh the gantrell and stuff on it so like that was okay for the time being and then i started getting into bigger baits and i'm like okay like i need an actual rod so like what was your first setup if you remember when you first got into fishing swims it was a it was the abu garcia ambassador is what it okay. was yeah it was like one of the kind of classic like thing you think of like honestly yeah. that that rod and reel sucked it was literally the it was like the combo it was like it was so weird it was like a seven nine like heavy rod i guess i don't know honestly it wasn't it wasn't all that it was it was okay but then i finally like did my research after that and i was like okay well maybe i should not just buy like 120 dollar combo and maybe i should like spend some money on this and i yeah i, I went to dobbins first of course and i stuck with dobbins for a while um dobbins and then shimano i bought i remember when the shimano tranks like the power handle came out i was just <laughs> like i need that i need it so bad and that's what i wanted i like, remember saving up for that and actually buying that so the tranks power <laughs> handle and a dobbins 867 was like my go-to for a while there and i stuck with dobbins for a while and then finally picked up leviathan and then you know that's where it ends <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's um my like i said my first rod was that six six ten six nine jerk bait rod and then um for my birthday my parents like okay well like you're obviously taking this seriously for anybody who doesn't know like i'm very indecisive like i'll start something for like two or three weeks go like hard hardcore with it and then i'll like just fucking drop it and start something different like fishing fishing was never really like that like i always stuck with it but like um for like ice fishing, I would pike spear for like a month and then I'd be like, okay, this is cool. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. And so like my parents were always hesitant to like buy stuff for my birthday and like for Christmas because they were like, like, is this fucking kid going to stay with this long enough to actually use this shit we buy him? And so, yeah, no, yeah. Parents, and my parents are like, okay, so like for your birthdays coming up, like we'll give you $50 to what, towards whatever rod you want. Like, I don't, they don't care. I don't care what it is. Like, whatever rod you want. So I'm like, 50 bucks. And I'm like, okay. I had like $90 in my bank account. I was probably like 16, 15, 16. And so I ended up buying, it was right around when the browser first came out, the Savage Gear browser. And um, it was still like too new for everybody to shit on it. So yeah, I, I, I remember that time. <clears throat> and um, honestly, I never had a problem with that rod. I still have the rod. I had a ceramic insert fall out two years ago and I replaced it and it's honestly fine. I've caught a lot of fish on it and I flipped, I've probably flipped all my fish on it. Um, I had that with shit. What I had it with a Shimano Sitica for the longest time. And the Sitica is not built like the Karate K. Like it'll burn out. <laughs> the Sitica is kind of old school. That's, that's been yeah. a while since I've actually heard that name. Jesus. Right. Like once, once I uh, got rid of it, I have not like, this is probably the first time I've actually brought that name up. And so I ended up burning that reel out on some fish because I was slinging like gantrells and like 178, 170, 175. So like nothing crazy, but it was a lot of work for that fucking poor reel. So I ended up burning that reel out. And this was around the time that uh, um, Gander Mountain was going out of business. Like they were. <laughs> I had so, a Gander Mountain like right down the road from my house, dude. And uh, I remember like going there on the, the clear out sales too. Yeah. Like, uh, and so like this one had gone out of business twice. Like it went out of business and then they put it back in. And then that's like when the whole thing went out of business. So the first time I bought uh, shit, 
Alexa, Alexa Win 400 with the power handle. And at the, I didn't understand real sizes. And so I get it. I, I looked at the model. I'm like, hell yeah, that's what I want. And I put it on this rod. And I'm like, this thing is fucking huge compared to the rod. Anyway, caught a lot of fish on it. Um, ended up selling the reel for some reason. And then, uh, shit, I ended up getting a rod from, that's, this was like around the time I got my Hinkle Trout. So I got a rod from my Hinkle Trout. And I'm like, shit, I need a reel. And so this was when uh, uh, Gander Mountain was like legitimately going out of business. Like fucking everything is getting sold. And so I ended up buying a Corrado 70, a Corrado K, and a Revo Toro S. Uh, so the Revo Toro S is my swimbait reel. And then I sold the other two reels because I got them so cheap. I'm like, if I sell these reels, like I can pretty much pay for this Toro. And that's exactly what I did. I sold them to some buddies. And I'm like, sweet, this is like a fucking free reel. Like, that's badass. And now that's like, that's the reel I've had for the last three years. And that thing has slung my mother, my ankle trout and everything. So like, it was a solid investment for uh, 17-year-old Adrian that's paying off uh, three, <laughs> three, almost four years later. <laughs> I freaking, I haven't been able to, like, I've fished a couple of the abus and stuff, but I haven't been able to, like, turn from Shimano. I just, I like the, you know, I like the feel, and honestly, I'm just, like, super familiar with them now. I kind of want to try Daiwa, but at the same time, like, I just love the look of Shimano. Right. I, uh, I had a Tranks 200. I had, I uh, probably had it for a couple, couple months. I had that real, too. I loved, that real. I loved it. It, like, exploded on me. Okay, see, that's like, I loved it so much that I pushed it one day, and I'm like, I wonder if I could fish my Hinkle on this. And I fished it on it for like uh, an hour. It never blew up or anything, and I went back to fishing um, fishing my hater and stuff on it. And like a couple weeks later, I'm like, I don't really want this reel anymore. And I was like, but shit, like, what if this thing fucking blows up when I sell it to somebody? Luckily, I sold it to a guy like three years ago, and I got back into fishing this year, and I hit him up. I'm like, hey, like, do you still have that Tranks 200? And he's like, he's like, yeah, I do. He's like, but I, I use it too much to sell it. I'm like, okay, sweet. It didn't fucking blow up, so I don't feel like a shitbag for selling it to him. Yeah, the the drag on mine like gave out. The drag was like super loose. I remember that's what happened to mine. That happened to a buddy too. Like, I don't know. That reel wasn't my favorite, to be honest. No, I've heard right. a lot. Of, I've heard they just pushed it out to kind of finish the lineup, which obviously yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that that, that kind of sucks though, because that could have been a really dope reel, honestly. If it no, was like a sure. if it was like a better Corrado, that would have been. Dope, yeah, exactly but... what I was gonna say. And um, I I've always wanted a Tranks like three hundred, but uh, I might get some hate for saying this. The <laughs> the Abu is like honestly the great value version. Like it's it's a perfect reel. I like it a lot. It just it's not like the Tranks. Like it's like plastic covers and stuff. Which isn't terrible. I mean, it's just it's all on Dude, the 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 Corrado three hundred is the new. It's like if you don't fish saltwater, no reason to buy the tranks. Buy the Corrado three hundred. I right. cannot believe that reel is two hundred dollars re- retail. Like, doesn't even make any sense to me. That thing is so insane. Dude, you so, can find them on Universe for like one thirty. Yeah, like I know, fucking- dude. It's and it's the dope. It's one of the dopest swimbait reels I've ever used. Like all all the big stuff. All the big stuff I throw on that. Like, I don't throw anything... Like, I don't throw 400 size reels. I think that's overkill. I've always thought that's right. overkill. But, like, the 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 Crotto 300 is, like, the biggest reel I'll throw, and, and I don't really... I don't really need to get anything bigger or different because I fucking love that reel. And it's $200. Yes. You know, right. if I need another one, I can just buy another one, and it's not that big of a deal. It's not an investment. 
and that's like I'm torn because I haven't gotten to I haven't gotten to play with a 300, a Corrado 300, but I've gotten to play with the Dio with the Tat 300, and I really like that reel. But I'm like I I like all the Shimano reels I have. Like I know the 300 is going to be good, but it's like which which way do I lean? Because it's like there's no middle of the aisle with that. Like if you go on Universe and type in one or the other, it's like half a universe is have you fished a have you fished a tranks 300 uh i have not no it's i mean dude it's literally the same reel it's the same reel for a cheaper price it just doesn't have the salt water shit in it Uh uh-huh honestly in my opinion it's a little better because it's black and it matches the leviathans but (laughs) yeah um what was i gonna say do you have uh drt handles on your reel uh yeah i have two um i don't I don't know what they are, but I have two. <laughs> That's um, I thought so, but I couldn't remember. I remember seeing in your videos, and I was like, I don't know if they're the Gomexis or if they're the DRT yeah. handles. I I had a Gomexis for a while, but the thing was kind of a piece of shit. Did it bend out? Yeah. Yeah, just like yeah, like the gear like stripped out inside of it, or like the little nut or whatever. Oh and shit! It, okay. It was, I opened it up one day, and there was like metal shavings inside of it, and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's not good. Uh, especially on my conquest, I was like, I'm not gonna have that. So right, I have now. I have. I think it's the that purple one that I have is like the slim knob, and then I have like the working class zero, the the green whatever, paddle or whatever. Yeah, whatever knob he makes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of like uh, grips are cool on my reel, but it's like, what what one do I buy? Like, do I save money and buy the Gomexis? Like they've people say they've redone the design since like because i know guys were like bending them out and shit like fighting striper and stuff and it's like i obviously am not gonna hook fish that big but it's like the thought in the back of your head like am i gonna spend twenty dollars or like sixty dollars once and be pissed or do i spend uh, i don't know how much the working class or the uh DRT I, I, shit is be happy <laughs> yeah honestly dude i'm super fucking happy with these real handles i don't know if i'd buy them though these are both gifts, and I just like, I don't know, I kind of, I almost bought one on the last drop, but I looked at it, it was like 200 and whatever, I was like, damn, dude, like, I could get a reel for that. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, the Shimano stock handles aren't that bad. They're not bad enough right. where I'm like, oh, I need <laughs> to change it, you know? So, I'll run these, just because I have them, and I'm not going to get rid of them, because I like them, but I'm not going to buy any more, probably, you know, unless I'm, yeah. unless I'm, unless I become rich and just can buy whatever. Um, here's a question for you. So you're, you're fishing the Leviathan rods and the, uh, Calcutta 200 is your drag tightened all the way down or do you kind of let the fish dictate the fight? <clears throat> uh, honestly, it just kind of depends on like, like, uh, what I'm fishing. Like if I'm fishing a soft bait, like, yeah, just locked. But like, if I'm fishing, if I'm fishing hard baits, a lot of times I'll have it like mostly tight and then kind of just like i want it to be enough where like if i have a hard bait on and i set the hook really hard i want to hear it kind of like just a little bit just a tiny bit not not enough where it's like a loose hook set you know but just right at the end as i'm like bottoming out like just a little like pull just so it does just so i don't like overdo it you know what i mean because i kind of sometimes over overset on the hard baits um but yeah and then and then if they just pull really hard it'll just give them enough to like run out with you know um because sometimes they do. Sometimes they pull way fucking harder than I think they're going to. And, yeah, like, <laughs> and they'll either bend you out or break you off. And you're just like, okay, well, I should have had my drag down a little bit. Like, that would have been nice. Yeah. I also thumb the spool a lot, honestly. Just because, like, 
working it around the nose of the paddleboard. Um, sometimes I just gotta like let out line quick, and the drag is not gonna cut it, and I just gotta like thumb it, and right. it works out sometimes. Sometimes I have absolute disasters, but you know that's just kind of part of fishing. <laughs> Dude, that the cast to catch the flea shad, you hooked it around that. Uh, I don't. It must have been like an old dock piling or something. That big cement thing you were standing. It's on. like a. It's like an old bridge piling. It's like this right. weird. It like you can see it. You can see on the other side of the lake. There's like a similar concrete structure. And I think it's like I think it just used to be a bridge, but it's like really shallow right there from like all the rubble. And yeah, I did kind of like I was spinning there. I didn't have my legs in the water or like ready to go in the water, so I was just like, oh yeah. shit. Okay. Um, kind of circling back around to the whole homeless fisherman thing. When you're when you're home in Austin, are you like working because like you you don't want to get burnt out with fishing, or are you more or less working so? Like you can buy fishing shit and, and go on these cross country trips and stuff that you like to do. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I like to work. I like to work. Like, at least at least this winter, I like had a lot of fun working. I needed a job when I got to when I got to uh, Austin in August of last year because I was just out of money. I was like, "Fuck, okay." Well, I, I like ran up the gig and it was pretty much done. So I was like, "Okay, you know, what? I'm gonna take it easy for a bit." I'm just going to get a job in Austin and just like chill out and like fish some lakes, you know, and really learn them. Um, I'm not from Austin originally. I'm actually from Fort Worth and I'd always kind of like wanted to live in Austin. So I was like, well, here's the good chance. So I like went down there. I got a job at uh borough cheese kitchen. It's a super dope little food truck. Um, we make grilled cheeses. It's honestly super fun. Um, <laughs> a lot of the coworkers are really cool. It's a, it's a pretty small business. So there's not like any like corporate bullshit. Um, and then my second job, I worked at the van store, so I got pretty healthy discount on shoes, which was pretty dope. <laughs> worked out for a few months, and I uh, my last day was on Tuesday, or I guess yesterday. So yesterday, yeah, uh, yeah, yesterday, and then yeah, like just I really this this uh, this winter, I was trying to decide whether I should like sell the truck and buy something new, or if I should just fix the truck and like figure out like a camper setup, and I just eventually decided on like you know selling it and buying a car and that you know i was going to need money for that regardless so i was like yeah i need to kind of work i need to hustle a little bit so i started that <laughs> and then and now i have a, a hyundai tucson which is a pretty dope it's a dope little uh, suv it's in the shop right now it has been in the shop for like it has honestly it had a i i got it for a really good price but it has had a lot of issues like that's why <laughs> the price was so good but i'm almost done it's going to be done on friday and I'm finally like, dude, I literally have not been driving for like two months. Uh, it has been Damn. like hell, honestly, taking the bus everywhere, walking everywhere, trying to get creative and fish, but it's been kind of tough. But yeah, get that thing back on Friday and that thing, it rips. It's a little, it's got a V6 in it. So it's the same engine that was in my truck. So it like, it really rips and it's a four wheel drive. It's fucking dope. Hell yeah, man. Um, So like, is this kind of the reason that you got more into like the urban type fishing like i mean for anybody who hasn't seen like there's points like you're riding the bus you hop off and like you're fishing like 12 feet up off from the river or lake or whatever it is like fishing on like grass like i don't even know what the fuck it like to describe it as yeah so like i mean downtown austin is like pretty unique and i mean it is unique but like it's kind of the same as like minneapolis has like the mississippi river um, okay. Austin has the Colorado River, and it goes straight through. So you have like 
in a chain in like a line. You have Lake Travis at the top, and there's there's more lakes above this, but this is just like within distance. You know what I mean? So you have like Travis, and then you have Lake Austin, and then you have uh, Ladybird, which is like Bird. the town lake, and that goes straight through the middle of downtown. And so it's really it's just super accessible. You know what I mean? Like it's really accessible from the bank because there's just trails everywhere for joggers and people just doing whatever. Um, there's really big bass in there, and you can just hit it. Like you can just take the bus. You can just ride the bus and like hop off, and then the lake is right there. And then you can just walk around the lake. And it's like river shaped, so you just get you're just like walking this big long stretch of bank. And I don't know, the bank fishing's pretty good there. It's just tough because that lake is super duper pressured. There's a ton of people in Austin, and there's a ton of people that throw swim baits. And a lot of these fish have already seen a lot of the shit you're gonna throw at them. So I do a lot of night fishing. And that's when I usually get, honestly, most of my luck at Ladybird. Uh, those fish just kind of, like, they just change at night. You know what I mean? They're like, they're, they're like, calm me down from the daytime. Like, nobody's throwing any more baits at them. And they're like, get, they get that breather room. And then you can go in there and kind of snipe them, you know? <laughs> it's like, uh, once, once Grant caught that 13 or whatever out of Ladybird, I feel like, uh, I obviously I I don't know because I fucking live in Michigan, but I feel like that was kind of a turning point for that lake. Like you have Oliver from uh, Big Bass Streams going to fish there, and then you have all the uh, like the local Austin guys. Like I know a handful from just like universe and shit that go out there and fish. So like obviously you touching on that, it's like yeah, like that place gets the snot beat out of it by swim baits. <clears throat> yeah, dude. People like I mean Californians complain about their swim their lakes getting swim baited and. That's probably three times as were as bad as like Austin, but Austin is still like, like these fish are obviously wary. Like you know what I mean? Like they're obviously yeah. you know pressure. Like it's been years since Grant caught the lake record. You know what I mean? And like back then the fishing was a lot better, and the, just the management was a lot better. Um, and then like you know once Oliver came, and then it's like okay, well now everybody's <laughs> gonna start throwing swim baits here, and yeah. everybody's gonna come because it's so easy. There's no. Yeah. There's no hiding spots out here. There's no hiding spots. Every time I take a picture in front of the Congress Bridge, you know what I mean? Like everybody knows exactly where it is. And I don't <laughs> I don't really care because it's like, come catch that fish. You know, what yeah. I mean? like, come try it. You know, what I, mean? I promise you I had to put in a lot of work for that. It's not just and that fish won't be there again. It's not gonna bite again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just doesn't happen because there's so much pressure. Um That's funny because Grant was just live on Instagram before we started this opt-in because we weren't yet on here and he was fucking fishing that bridge that you were fishing uh, yesterday or Monday, whenever you were fishing on the paddle board. And I was like, yeah, that must be like a spot that like everybody fishes. Cause I mean, I'm like 90% sure Oliver has videos of him casting up mothers and hinkle trouts and catching fish on that same exact bridge. So I'm like, yeah, that thing is like the, the center point. Like everybody knows there's big fish there. It's just like, who's going to trick that fish into fucking eating whatever they're fishing that day. Dude, ladybird has like, I mean, like, every spot on that lake is very unique and very, like, obvious. It has, like, the water plant where I caught that fish of the day. It has the Congress Bridge, which is, like, where the bats come out, and that's where everybody, you know, fishes. And then, like, the train tracks and, like, Lamar Bridge and Barton Springs. Like, all these, like, super, like, like you just talk about it, and everybody just knows yeah, exactly what you're talking about. There's no, there's no hiding. Like, there's little things that you can kind of hide, like, really deep, you know, like, deep structure and stuff like that. And there's, like, little subtle tricks. But, like, other than that, dude, like, you just got to be, like, you just got to throw something different, honestly. And that's why, honestly, in Ladybird, dude, like, I'll throw a swim bait at night, and I'll throw a swim bait a little bit in the daytime, but most of the time I stay away from it. Just because I was just they, about to touch on this. 
dude, they yeah. they come up and yeah. they come up and look at glide baits and go, "Yep, yeah, I've seen that, dude." Like I've seen that they fucking one. Fucking stealing your paddle board, they fucking flip you off on the way through. Literally, dude. They 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 don't. They're not scared of the paddle board, and they're not scared of your glide, but they know what it is. Like they're that yeah. smart. And a lot of times it's just me dropping a Nico rig under the bridges and <laughs> finessing out one. Yeah. You know? That's what I was going to say is um, your, it's that gill bait. It's like the, fuck, it's that all the, all bait. the, all the, all the G crack baits. They're all. Yeah, those. that's what it was. I was really like, you fish that a lot. And I mean, you catch a lot of fish on that. And uh, obviously it could be chalked up to anything, but uh, it's like, honestly, in my mind, if you're fishing a pressured body of water and you're like consistently not necessarily catching big fish, but you're pulling out like numbers. Obviously, that's something that those fish, you know, they've never fucking seen before because they're just annihilating it while these other guys are fishing 300 yards behind you, following you, fishing XYZ, and they're not catching shit. Absolutely, dude. Like, I, I can't even believe some people can get those fish to eat a Senko. I'm like, they have seen that. The G crack stuff is um, yeah. just like very unique, and it's just a technique that not a lot of them see. Um, there's a bunch of cool baits that they have that people don't even people don't even give it like they don't even give it the the credit like the moki mushi bug as crazy as that thing is like with the little hairs and everything gets annihilated like they literally have never ever ever seen that shit before and it's a it's basically like a weightless bait right and it has like all these little hairs that come out of it like little skirt material and um it's like yeah ned rig worm looking thing yeah, but like the the thing with it is is that the the pore is really dense and it has a lot of okay. like salts in it. So you fish it weightless, but you fish it weightless in like fifteen plus foot of water. Like you let it sink all the way down, and it just wants to cling to the bottom. It's like a very unique presentation. They don't see weightless baits at fifteen foot of water. You know what I mean? That same presentation. Right. And so that's like a really good way to get bit out there. And like the Nico rig, like a lot of people think like, oh, it's just just a wacky rig like it just takes too much setup and i'm like okay but i'm out i'm over here like you know i spend like oh I spend, an extra, I spend an extra 45 seconds setting up my nico rig so i can go catch it you know <laughs> i can go catch all these fish on the bridge yeah and i haven't seen it before while well, you struggle with a drop shot like okay <laughs> it's like kind of stowing off of swim baits um it's it's crazy how like you um <laughs> You like go on a JDM site or something and you find a bait and it's like, holy shit, like what the hell is this thing? And then you buy it and it gets here and like you're, you're catching fish on it, like n- nothing you fished before. And it's like, damn, like why doesn't anybody, like why doesn't everybody fucking do this? And it's because like nobody, nobody does for some reason. I don't know why. Like I, I've seen a lot of cool shit on Japanese sites that I haven't bought, but it's like, oh, I know those things would definitely catch fish if I, if I was to buy them. <laughs> Well, because in Japan, uh, Lake Biwa and like most of the places like Ikehira Dam are incredibly pressured. They are yeah. like as pressured as the California lakes, if not more. You know what I mean? And they have to they have the same issue, you know, with fishing where fish just know they're smart. You know what I mean? So they also have to come up with new creative ideas. And I feel like a lot of times they just do it either before we do or they just do it over there. And then we have to bring their, you know, we just bring their piece yeah. over here. And they bring our it, piece over there, too. Like, everybody in Japan wants a bullshit. Like, it's just a thing. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. Like, if you go on YouTube and um, type in, like, the Bassmaster University stuff, and if you find one, like, older ones with some of these Japanese anglers, 
and they're talking about like uh the drop shot and then like stuff like this from fuck i don't even i don't i don't know a time frame but like you hear about this stuff and it's like it's obviously a staple now but you're like at the time like there's been some guys i've heard talk about stuff like the uh the free fall rig which is shit how what is it it's like your bait your bait is above and it's like a drop shot but your sinker's like on a free slide it's so like when you yeah, pitch yeah, up to no, cover. The, the free rig, the free rig, yeah. It's where you, it's basically yeah. you, you just Texas rig, but instead of using a bluey, you just put a drop shot weight on it. Yeah, you and know? it's like, like I I saw that video this year, and it was probably like a couple months old. And it's like, how long until like that becomes a staple here? Because like I don't know, it's crazy. It's going to at some point in time, but it's like, when is it gonna like cash cash out on a tournament? And people are gonna be like, what the fuck is that thing? And yeah, exactly. Just get used to that. Like the TK, the guy who won. I don't know if you saw it. There's yeah. a guy who won yeah. a Bass Master, uh, yeah, a Master Open uh, last weekend on a TK, and uh, Bass was posting it all over Facebook oh, and shit. God. And it's like, you it's, think you think the you think the TK is worth something now? Like, oh god, you just wait. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's like my buddy's like, I want a TK, and obviously I was like, why? Because because you saw that Bass article, and he's like, well, yeah. I was like, absolutely. Good luck, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, he hit me up about one. He's like, do you still have uh, the perch one? I was like, no, I got rid of that thing two weeks ago. He's like, dude, do you know how much those things are going to be worth? I was like, <laughs> they were worth, they're worth a lot right now. And it's only, it was like a day or two after. I'm like, wait until like this gets shared on Facebook and Instagram and shit. And like <laughs> people read, like, oh, it's an ABS poured bait. Like, why aren't they accessible? Like, uh, fucking, um, a kvd jerkbait and it's like that's just yeah. not how it works yeah no dude it's gonna be like i don't know it, it, especially like when the like masses find out about these things yeah. you know what i mean like people have been doing like the whopper plopper has been a thing for ever like early styles of that bait you know what i mean like musky ploppers and shit musky, yeah, and like yeah. i'm sure even people using like prop baits and stuff like that that's been a thing for a long time it's just it never hit like the masses until recently you know what i mean like when the Whopper Plopper came out, it was insane. Every single fish, dude. I there was not a day I went out without the Whopper Plopper and just like, yeah, fucked them up. Even on days where I was like, top water probably ain't the thing right now, but uh, no, it's gonna work because I have the Whopper Plopper. Because I have, yeah. you know what I mean. That was the bait in fucking what 20, 2017, 2016, whenever yeah, it was. Like but... And it's like crawlers, dude. Like crawlers right now in the swim bait world. I had a fucking um, shit. It's whoever makes like the torpedo topwater like uh og bait brand not even a swim bait like conventional stuff but the head on yeah they yeah yes exactly they made a crawler like yeah are they uh i know i know which bait you're talking about yeah yeah and like i had one i caught a bunch of fish on i'm like oh that's a sweet bait you you forget about shit and it's like last two years dude fucking the craze is behind crawlers and it's like this is a new bait and it's like okay this is a new bait to the swim bait world because nobody made a fucking seven inch crawler before but to anybody to any guy who's fished 20 years ago like they know what this thing is like it's not it's it's a new concept for the way we fish but it's not a fucking change all design like they've been doing this forever yeah yeah no for sure like the um i fish the the depths nz crawler a lot i love that bait that thing just gets absolutely smashed. Like those crawlers are definitely a different breed too. Um, that's, but that's just like along the same like line, like being innovative, you know what I mean? With the fishing, Mm -hmm. like, like we need to like, (laughs) like, I don't know, all these copycats and shit, like that's (laughs) like, 
it's not like a huge issue, but like it's kind of a problem, you know what I mean? Where it's just like everyone wants to make the same bait over and over again, and I'm like, Dad, okay, but <laughs> <Shed>. like, <laughs> literally, I do. There, there are so many. Like, there's so many. Like, there's Shad one. Dude, there's one. That, there's oh, what? Go ahead. Shad body brush tails are hot right now. Everybody's making a shad glass yeah. brush tail. Yeah, yeah. Every person, every every person. That one, and then they had a they had a recent um, G crack rip off that was like insane. Oh, really? It dude. I mean, like the bellows gill is like an incredibly unique unique shape as it is, uh-huh. and this thing was like a a clone. I was looking at it, and I literally sent it to Ryan, and I was like, dude, Ryan, look at this shit. Like, like have you seen this already? Like, made a post on the g-crack account he's like yeah like <laughs> this is this is we saw it we saw it. <laughs> i was like yeah that's like uh, that's like the, uh the tk ko's yeah like, like that shit is gonna take off and then people are gonna start getting screwed over because there's these guys who are gonna start selling these baits who they they bought this bait thinking it was in like a legitimate tk and you're going to end up with a fucking KO and you're going to, it's going to show up and you're going to be like, what the hell is this? Like I just spent <laughs> well, you $160 for this $25 bait off a of fucking AliExpress. Like this is bullshit. Dude, even like, but even like bigger companies copying like smaller companies, like not oh, to like, yeah. not to be like that guy, but like dude, depths absolutely like ripped the tiny clash. Like with the, the sweet killer, like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> at least be subtle about it good lord <laughs> it comes it comes with the tails and everything i'm like oh literally my dude the same bait i was just like uh okay depths like good lord <laughs> oh there was something else that uh like like uh kyle's bunny like nobody's ever made a fucking topwater bunny before that, and it's like yeah, that, that one was like thought out we were like he yeah that's, like, this, how this is completely his idea he just like he just wanted to find a, a, a you know like a a creature that no one no one's made right. before you know what i mean and just like there's literally no bunny baits there's, there's not a thing so dude the and clack on that thing is dude, yeah the goal with the goal with that thing is to make it the loudest like two-piece <laughs> bait like that there is and it is loud I mean, yeah, these, like, the videos don't even lie. That is that thing is insane. But we both, yeah, he's been working on that for a while now. Like that's his little labor of love at the moment. Um, <laughs> at that, and then like the glide kind of coming up, working on that. Yeah, I was about to say for anybody who's who's on his eggs and bacon, his Patreon um would would have seen the. I think he posts probably posted it on Instagram. Yeah, too, he he posts on Instagram, glides. so it's kind of it's it's public news now. But yeah, the glide. Yeah. I'm very intrigued to see what he can do with those and honestly like same here dude like we're you know it, this is his first time doing a glide and i i just know that like like honestly as his tester i'm not going to let him make it <laughs> shitty glide i'll just tell you that right now like we're pretty like i'm pretty like we're pretty brutally honest with each other so like i mean you know what I mean? if he sends me a bait that's not a hundred percent what i like, want it to be or what shit, you need to fix it and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be like hey dude you fucked up <laughs> Like, dude, what is like, this? Delete your, like, delete your Instagram picture. Of it's gonna be a while. <laughs> yeah, but he'll he'll totally understand, though. You know, that's the thing. But that's like the difference between you know, like that's what sets Kyle apart for me. Honestly, is just like his drive to make like just a really solid product. Not only product, but like ex- like brand experience with throwback. Like, it's just really dope. Like when you receive like a throwback and you get like the cool box with all the art on it and, it and shit. It's just, yeah, like, 
I don't know. It's just one of the like it's just one of the dopest baits to receive, like in a box. You're just like, damn, that's dope. You know what I mean? Like whenever you receive like, a, you get a bait that's like you just paid 130 dollars for it, and it comes up in a plastic baggie. You're like, okay, right. or just like, a I box, guess. just a flat rate box. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, I guess. But dude, it, honestly, like, like Kyle strives to make it something pretty special, and I with the note in it and everything. Like it's just you don't get that. Yeah, no, for sure. You know what I mean? And like. That's the same thing with like people, you know, people complaining about the price. Like, not only have I explained how hard it is to make those suckers, but Bob, on top of that, you know what I mean? Like, Kyle's like amazing customer service and him being like super personal, you know what I mean, with everybody. Like, dude, there's not one person who's listening to this right now or on my Instagram or whatever. They can't go shoot Kyle a message and get a response back within a reasonable time, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and he can like he sort out whatever, you know what I mean? There's no, I don't know. Just one of the one of the most genuine dudes I've ever met in my life, and that's that's honestly why I've stuck with him so long. It's just like a really great relationship, and he's a he's a super cool dude. No, he's a super sweet guy. I mean, I hit him up, and I was like, "Hey, you want to be on the podcast?" And an hour later, he's like, "Yeah, like send me over some details." And then uh, the next day or a couple days later, if we're we're talking on the podcast, I mean, we probably talked for three hours uh, with recording, and it's just like. He's a very down to earth guy, and like you can just you can talk to him about anything. He's 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 just chill like that, which is badass. Yeah, no, for sure, definitely like, definitely like we we kind of I hate to like use this word, but we we vibe pretty hard, you know. <laughs> no, for sure, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> just out on the boat and shit, just have so much fun, like, and and it's kind of dope, like, like traveling and stuff. It really like it really like tells me like who who my real friends are. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if I if I leave home for six months and I come back and you know what I mean, I know who's hit me up. I know who is gonna hit me up when I get back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know who's real. And honestly, some of the realest people I've met are literally all the way across um, the country. They're on the yeah. other side of the fucking earth. You know what I mean? I'm just like, damn. But yeah, Kyle's one of them in the in the circle. It's like it's probably accurate with other. Um, other things obviously is all stuff is but like uh, there's there's a core group of guys that i've talked to for the last four years every single day no matter no matter what um the day my grandparents passed away i talked to these guys like all day like the, the next day i talked to them all day yesterday i talked to them all day today i talked to them all day like there's like um from what i've learned in the swim bait world like when you get into a niche niche of guys like a group of guys like those are your homies like i mean <laughs> I, I've, uh, I've, I've flown out to Virginia two or two, three, four times to hang out with my buddy. And then I go meet my other friends. I, I, I met, I met Wayne Campbell, the guy behind Swim Bay Universe. I have, I talk to him, uh, once or twice a week. Like it's just like, uh, the number looks large, but like the people that you actually like, like you said, vibe with and stuff is like, it makes you realize like, holy shit, like this is a lot smaller than the numbers make it seem. <clears throat> yeah, no, absolutely. Like, but it's important to like know know your connections though you know yeah yeah like so you can, i know i know some people who and there's nothing wrong with like like you don't have to block out everybody who's not no, your absolute right. bestest friend you know what i mean like you can just have like casual friends like i know friends back home that you know they're not like i don't talk to them on the daily but that doesn't mean we're not friends you know what i mean i'm not gonna like they're just there but like, I, def I definitely know like who's in the circle you know yeah kind of uh i guess to heading towards wrapping it up what what are your what are your plans on this next uh cross-country adventure i mean 
you're going to stop, like you said, New Mexico and stuff. Do you have do you have some guys lined up to fish with? Or are you just kind of stopping at some bodies of water and and slinging some slinging some wake walker and some fleece uh, and like the mob walker and shit around? Honestly, it's like I mean it's pretty free form. Uh, yeah. Like I, I of course I've got like people in mind that I'd like to go fishing with, and like I kind of hit up whoever. Um, the first uh, little like week or so, I'm gonna be going up to Fort Worth, which is like north of Austin, which is where I grew up, and there's there's a lot of good fishing up there, so I I want to go up there and do a little fishing. Um, but hopefully, um, I've been talking to John B. So hopefully the first stop is gonna be a link up with John B. It'd be pretty dope, and then oh, um, yeah. after that, like kind of just heading out west, uh, New Mexico. Got some buddies there, and then Arizona. You know, you already know everybody's there. I've, I've got you know that's like one of the core swim baiting states, or at least it used to be. Yeah. You know, and you got Jeffrey, even, yeah, Manny. Even if the uh, fishing isn't so isn't so great out there anymore, it's like still worth going just for like the yeah the culture and everything like i want to go see like a hookup tackle and you know meet up with all those dudes um and then california is like this is all gonna i assume like new mexico and arizona is probably gonna take me like a month maybe a little longer if i'm just like chilling or whatever um and then california is probably gonna be its own like entire like month or month and a half yeah like, for sure so it's probably gonna be getting into california like early june and then just like I want to work my way all the way up. Like I want to fish, um, like all the you know, SoCal lakes, and then all like the NorCal lakes, like Clear Lake and Bull- Buller's Bar, like all those, and then Castaic, Dixon, Diamond, like whatever, whatever they all are. I'm just gonna try and hit them all. Um, Nick from Cast and Crank hit me up. He said to stop by, which will be pretty dope. Um, I don't know. We'll see if we can go fish with Mike. That'd be cool. But be <laughs> I don't sweet. know about that one. I don't know about that one, but. <laughs> Could probably go fish with Caesar, I bet. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't see why not. I'll 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 hit them all up though and see what happens. You know, I don't I don't know. I'm just like I said, and if, and, if nobody, <laughs> and if if nobody wants to go fishing with me, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just like I'm just yeah. chilling, like enjoying the trip. I'm really just like this is like a good time for me to just get away and like breathe. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't want to work for a living. I want to fish for a living. You know what I mean? Like this is obviously the goal at this point, and I've just got a pretty set path. And a lot of this is just like trying to grow the following, trying to show you guys more and uh, take more videos. I want to do more YouTube this year for sure. That's one of my big goals is to like do YouTube videos. Um, I don't really have like the best setup for YouTube videos, but like I can't really do anything super like well edited and like all this crazy B-roll and shit because I don't have like a nice camera. But I want to do a lot of like one-on-one like cool vlog shit where I just talk. Yeah, I was about to say. Like however long point. like if yeah no I don't, I don't want to do more. i don't really want to overuse the whole like b-roll and like crazy film editing shit like i just want to do like long fairly light edited videos you know a lot of talking a lot of just showing um no music just like this is it this is the fishing and what i'm doing you know what i mean and hopefully Dude, like, hopefully, yeah. hopefully hopefully people like that stuff and we'll like see. even if you posted like 30 minutes uh, just like the raw fishing stuff like I know those have been like popping off like John B and Milliken and them post that like 10, 10, 30 minutes of just like just straight fishing, like no music, just fucking them, just forgetting that they're even recording and just fucking fishing. Like, yeah, I yeah. See, that's, that's the kind of stuff I want to do, but I want to more like mush together, like 
everything that happens in like the homeless life you know what i mean i just want to like record myself like oh i go to the gym i'm gonna take a shower and then i'm gonna go like (laughs) hang up my hammock and like take a nap and then i'm gonna like you know fucking this is my car set up like this is how i sleep and then you know all that like the whole but i want i want everybody to see everything i don't want to like like i don't really have anything to hide you know what i mean like there's nothing for me to hide i just like i just want to show everything and tell the whole thing that's going on because like i don't know i get like especially on tiktok there's a lot of like haters and like people who just <laughs> like come at me and like oh you're just you know people are just paying you or like you're just like you know mommy's money or daddy's money or like whatever this or that or you're not really homeless and i'm just like all right okay guys well i want to like i can show you everything i'm doing this is all like <laughs> legit this is all me like i work you know what i mean like it's just you know i don't know it's just the thing so i, I feel like i can i can go really in depth and i don't want to leave anything uncovered you know um, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to hide anything. <laughs> yeah, as I say, there's nothing to hide, like you said. No, just I'm just a dude. Like honestly, like it comes down to it, I'm just a dude, and I like to fish. And there's nothing like, there's no like ulterior motive or anything. You know, like I'm not trying to steal your money. Like I'm just just chilling. <laughs> you know, I don't need that yeah. much money anyway. You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> like my my needs are very limited, and I don't need a lot of you know physical belongings to just like exist and have fun in this world you have any plans of stopping in like uh what you'd be going to like montana colorado you have any plans stopping and like trying to catch trout or anything you just kind of not necessarily beelining but going from california making your way out to minnesota so i kind of i've kind of i don't want to make it like a beeline of course but i don't really know what's out there so i'm just going to kind of like cruise and like the other thing I like about this is if I'm driving and I see something cool, I can just stop. Oh, there's no, yeah. there's no like deadline. So if I'm like, yeah, oh, exactly. dude, this looks dope. And honestly, uh, when I was in Minnesota, I took like a little, a little trip with Kyle, um, and uh, and his lady, and we went out and like they had like a wedding thing to film in Iowa. So we drove all the way out to Iowa, like I had to drive, <laughs> watch the baby and stuff. And we went through, I guess it was Montana, but dude, I, I fished this pond and caught like a four and a half pounder in like this weird yeah. little trout fed pond in Montana. And people were like, dude, there's no bass in Montana. I was like, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I caught this one. So I think there's still good <laughs> opportunities. One. There's, there's still good opportunities up there. So I'm not going to like rule any of that out, but it's not like a, it's not like a big focal point of the trip. Yeah, you know like, I mean? like, that's, that'll, that'll probably be like a nice area for me to just like relax on the posting for a bit and just chill out right um just kind of take a breather and drive and do all that you know um, enjoy but like, the Cal- like california arizona and like that's where i'm gonna be going hard you know i want to get a lot of content out yeah for sure so you're i guess dragging this out a little bit longer you're doing this all from your phone aren't you like you got your your quad lock and everything and you're doing like you're doing everything, filming your voiceover, your editing, and everything. You're pretty much your cell phone's like your your whole business studio, yeah. right? Yeah, it really is. Uh, and I'm I'm like I'm not embarrassed, but I have a little like damn, it's kind of lame to hear. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like I don't even have a laptop. Like I really, I'm honestly like bare bones. I have a GoPro. That's about the most advanced thing I have. Um, but I I try and like make it work. You know what I mean? Because I like i can't really like spare to afford a laptop right now or like you know i can like i don't know i just i just know that like since i don't have like crazy editing capabilities or anything like that i just want to make it work like the way it is you know i mean like i said when i was like literally homeless like i was like how could i turn this around you know what i mean so like 
me not having like all the editing software well how could i like turn this around well don't make super high edited videos don't try to do anything you can't do like just make a good long like unedited video boom you know what i mean so that's what i'm gonna try and focus on especially this summer no for sure like like i said people um fishing channels are all about catching fish until you implement high cinematography and then i think not necessarily strews away but people come back and are expecting that uh that cool b-roll like you said or a drone flying through the woods or flying over mountains and shit like people don't expect that until you give them that i guess it's not like a need for a fishing video yeah absolutely uh what's his name um indie yak angler dude that dude um he just does like smallmouth fishing videos out of his kayak Uh no no music just has a really like you know he has a really quiet like soft subtle voice and it's just like just super chill to like listen to just turn on and he just just rips them dude like i i I like to be that you know i'd like to be that way honestly Um, yeah i might even need to go meet up with him and (laughs) try and fish with him that'd be cool but that's the kind of style i'm going for and he he does really well you know what i mean he does incredibly well on youtube people love his videos so i'm hoping i can kind of capture some of that essence not not copy of course but like take a inspiration from you know right it'll be like uh, half half fishing half car camping <laughs> uh is there anything else you want to touch on before we close it down for the night well um i don't really think so unless um unless you got anything else uh if you guys want to support at all anything is uh, appreciated i have a little website where you can go buy stickers so i mean they're literally like five bucks a piece even even one helps and you get a cool sticker it'd be super dope uh, and you can wrap the sticker i'll repost it or whatever but <laughs> are you gonna be able are are you just gonna take a shit ton with you and send them out while while you're traveling i have um i have like a, a little stockpile it's not that many to be honest but like it's enough i think it'll last yeah um, just to like give out and stuff but yeah i have i have some <laughs> i have some that i'm holding on to uh, okay know, we'll, we'll yeah, I'll, I'll link all your stuff um if you send me the links i'll i'll link your uh instagram youtube and your website and everything in the description so anybody who's interested can go on there and press it for you great dope i'll get all that then but uh i want to i want to give a huge thank you to marshall for coming on he didn't have to do this yeah he he could honestly be getting ready for his trip in the next 10 days but uh he he took some time out of his night to come hop on with me which i appreciate a lot and uh, i hope you guys enjoyed this episode because i was very excited for this one but make sure you guys follow the scales and tails Instagram. If you guys haven't, that is scales underscore in underscore tails. It does. Uh, all the other cool usernames were taken up. So we had to do a lot of underscores, but uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Make sure you guys give it a five-star review. If you like the show on your listening podcast, if not hit me up before you hurt the rating, that'll, that'll be very nice of you. But um, I want to thank you guys for listening. We, I have honestly a lot of, a lot of dope guys coming on the next week or two. And, a couple, a couple other guys that I still have to schedule, but um, that uh, that you guys will know about that obviously when it comes around. Like I said, make sure you follow the Instagram for all of the uh, behind the scene updates because I post on there quite a lot. But I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks everybody. Y'all take it easy. <laughs>